there are parts of it that are very like, you know, we're going to be subversive about our commentary in the world. And there are parts that are just very like bang you over the head with the obviousness. And one of those is this opening of season two, where you've got the guy, you know, he's a, he's a, an overweight white guy with a beard who lives in his mom's basement, who loves his mom, who's very sweet, who gets up to work every day, goes to some, you know, nameless, visualist fucking job, has nothing really going for him except the the quote-unquote Fox News, which is bought. Yeah. And yeah, of course, that's that's their commentary. That's the creators, of, you know, because this is a comic book. This is their their commentary on Fox News and Americana Today. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. The Literate Apecast uses bad words. If you don't like bad words, maybe send and listen to it. <laughs> Testing, testing, one, two, three. This is Dr. Dave Maxwell. On it's perfect. Literate Dave Cast. It's perfect. All right, so we're recording. Coming right. to you live from your mother's coochie hole. Speaking of coochie holes, so I started the third season of The Boys, and the first episode begins with spoiler alert. But it I've begins already seen it. With, I've seen it. I'm watching I it know, again. But to, to our dear listener, a spoiler alert. It begins with Termite, who's a super, mm-hmm. a soup. Um, who's at some like weird like gangbang party or something, whatever, and then he's apparently either a sexual deviant or bi or homosexual, and there's his partner. He's like, I want you inside of me, and you think like, okay, he's gonna crawl up his butt because he's a tiny little. He's like Ant Man. He's, he's yeah. the boy's version of Ant Man. He doesn't crawl in his butt. Crawls in his in his penis hole. And that is an erotic thing for this this other guy, which to me is like like to each their own, fine. But I'm like, fuck, man! Like every time you have to, not, you know, not, not every time, I guess. But like, have you ever had a swab in your dick for a, a STD test? Yes. Like they just stick it in like barely, and it's and like it's the fucking, worst fucking thing worst. ever. It's it, yeah. There are very few things I can say that I think other than like a cyst on the bottom of my nuts that I would say, please, never again uh, in my life. Good. It's been seven episodes since you brought that up, so yay. Uh, we've had zero days now since an incident. Zero days been... since I mentioned the system, my balls, that happened so, a long time ago. He crawls in his penis, which is fine, but then they do like a, an interior shot of it. And I just, I guess I've never thought that much about what the inside of my dick looks like. But from that vantage point, it was very roomy. <laughs> well, termites very like, small, so yeah, he, he he's very small. It was just such a weird because I'm thinking the whole time like he's rubbing the inside of his penis. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, and the guy's like, "Oh God!" And I'm sure it feels like something, but I don't, I don't, ah, uh, fucking, just a weird. I don't know. I just I've never thought about something like crawling inside of my penis and like gently sexually rubbing the inside. Like, is that the last? You know, erogenous zone. No, is that is that, is that where NASA is going? Next? I'm sorry. I'm the sorry. Final frontier is the right. inside of your dick. I'm sorry, and I know I know it's been zero days since I've mentioned this, but here's the thing: uh, Eric Wilson, our buddy, our buddy in Vegas, 
He has this dog, Cole. Mm-hmm. And Cole is, he's a chihuahua, a little black chihuahua. And he is, he'll fuck, he will hump anything. And he'll he, fuck. he, will, he likes to, fuck. well, he has no balls because his balls are gone, but he will hump on anything and anybody. He just humps and humps and humps and humps. And I used to tell Dana, that's you, not knowing that that was going on. Here's the thing. I think sex is great. I love sex. But Jesus Christ, get control of these urges. I'm, I'm sorry. Putting stuff in your penis, jamming things up your ass. Oh, fuck man. off. You do what hey, you got to do, but I don't need to know about it. I don't need to know. I'm sorry. If I was talking, hey, if I'm going to a bank, right? And I go to a bank, I go to a bank. And the, the, and, and the guy is there, and he's sitting there in his tie, and he's going to help me with a loan, and we're having a, a, a business conversation. That's one thing. But if I go in, and right before I go sit down to talk to the guy to talk about my loan, I overhear him saying, and then I stuck a porcupine straight up my ass, and I came so much ejaculate. I don't want to talk to that guy anymore. I'm sorry, you're a freak. Yeah, I don't want to get a bank loan. I don't want to get a bank loan from that guy. I'm sorry. You know what you sound like. What do I sound like? You know what you sound like. You sound like a fucking asshole in, you know, somewhere maybe south of Mason Dixon or south of I eighty for all that matters. Hey man, I don't care if you want to fuck your boyfriend or whatever. Just don't talk about it when you're making my wedding cake. Well, no, I'm not saying make my wedding. I'm just saying, dude. I mean, here's the thing. I get it. I get it. I'm I'm talking about specifically a television show that had this weird CGI advantage point. And then you went into this whole thing. Nobody wants to fuck you when you're butt with a porcupine. Certainly not your banker. I didn't say he wanted to fuck me in the butt with a porcupine. And you said, you said, let's talk about this, this moment. And then you went into people are so weird. And I is that the last Roger zone? Dude, make up your mind. Is it about you or is it about the TV show? Cause if it's did about you it weird, or did I say, is, is that just the last frontier? That's what like I'm saying inside the penis is, is this about, look, man, if this we is can, about can, you, I do ears. not want your bank loan. That's all I'm saying. If this we is about you, I don't want it. We can stick things in ears. We can stick things in butts, <laughs> in vaginas. The dick hole is the last thing I would have thought to be an erogenous zone. And if it is, is that the last frontier? And let's bring on our special guest, Termite. Oh, he... Well, he's he in the, off, I guess. Well, well he's, in the, in the show, he's, he's, he's still hopped up on cocaine. He's, 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 he's sne- in the detox. He tank, sneezes yeah. and gets big while he's in the guy's dick oh, and God. explodes the guy. He rips him in half, which apparently is like his secret move, like in Street Fighter. Like if you do the right code, you ex- you grow up and you. Ex- yeah. it's just what he's trying to do to Frenchie and. Yeah, what a fucking wild show that is! I love this show. Uh, again, I love it. Spoiler alerts, because dear listener, I think we're just going to talk about the boys today, which is well, kind we of don't a have delayed. To. We can conversation. It, well, but it's all that I've done this week. Well, the, My whole week what, has been, the, dude. What's so yeah. funny is that is what you see. That's things. You're what? What episode are you on? You're on. You just finished episode one of I'm season on three. Episode I just finished episode three of season three. I just finished episode seven of season two because you started talking about it. I watched Gen Gen V, which Mm -hmm. I fucking love Gen V. Gen V was really, really good. And I watched the finale. But I went, I, I, 
I think I'm going to watch... David's watching it. I, I think I'm going to watch The Boys again. It is so fucking out of control. It's one of the... It, it, it is just... I love everything about this show. Has the who, who plays Homelander? I can look it up, but that he's actor, so good at that character. That actor deserves an Emmy after Emmy after Emmy. Like he is. is I, this is a bold statement. Oh, here it comes. And I look, and we can talk even about bolder, it in the even bolder I, than you want somebody putting something in your penis. That's pretty bold too. Well, I didn't say I wanted someone to. No, you did. I I got it on recording. No, I don't. I don't think I said that. No, you totally said it with your eyes. Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's, a, it's an audio recording. You fucktard. <laughs> what I will say is, if if the right if the right superhero asks, I might consider it. Oh, not after the guy blows his dick up. No way. Well, the right superhero. It's got to be someone I know and trust that doesn't have an allergy to my insides, that doesn't do a bunch of fucking cocaine before he gets inside my pee hole. Anyway. So, so no soup that would ever do that, because that's the whole point of the boys, is they're all degenerate fucks. The actor that plays Homelander... Oh, he's great. I mean, his performance might be up there with... With like Brian Cranston Breaking Bad, because there is a character arc, there is a he's, character complexity that is oh. happening... And, and he and plays it really, the thing really. Is, the well. thing I the thing I love about about and yeah, we gotta look. The, we got, I, I gotta look his name up because uh, I really I agree with you. I I totally agree with you um, because he's just so good. Um, what I love about it is it's a complex. I mean, because he's the only. I mean, he's the only character that is Anthony, Anthony Star is his name, not, not Anthony, 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 Anthony Star. Yeah. But the thing I love about the character is he's the only superhero who was sort of created and raised by Vought. For those of you that have never watched the show, yeah. Vought, Vought is basically Disney. And so, you know, they can. And oh, OK. So that's something I've been trying to figure out. It's like, who is Vought? Is it's Vought Di- Disney? Is Vought Apple? Is Vought Time Warner is. It's all. Time, I think it's probably it's probably it's all, all of them. them but it's but, all of them. But I yeah. They own, there is only one company in that world. Yeah, and it's bought. We well, you know it's, it, they own do you, everything. Do you, do you remember Beatrice? Here's what I found. Beatrice Kiddo? Beatrice? No, 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 no. The 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 company where it's like they uh, maybe uh, maybe you're just a little bit younger uh, to remember this, but I I remember, um, and it it actually boy that's just popped in my head it actually uh prompted something for armageddon radio hour um but basically beatrice and this is like maybe maybe it was 80s i don't know but it was this company that everything you saw on tv and it could be pillows it could be fucking chipotle peppers it could be fucking toothbrushes was created by the max headroom thing no, it was a real company oh, okay. called Beatrice. A oh, real company. Yeah, it was a real company, and they basically they just created all this shit. As I remember it, I think it was. I mean, I just remember Beatrice at the at the end of commercials, a Beatrice product, and I was like, Beatrice Foods. Maybe it was Beatrice Foods. Yeah, yeah. Beatrice Foods. Let's see. According to Wikipedia, was a major was a major American food processing company founded in 1894. Over the years, Beatrice owned many well-known brands such as Tropicana, Dan and Krispy Kreme, Jolly Rancher, Oval Redbacker, Swiss Miss, Peter Pan, Martha White, Playtex, Let's They, own, they fucking owned everything. So 
What I loved, what I loved about Beatrice, and and, and, because it was just so Conagra Foods now, Conagra Foods, yeah, it was just yeah, but they but they don't say after after every product Conagra. They would say at the end of commercials Beatrice, and what that reminded me is when we did the Armageddon Radio Hour, and this is back in ninety four, maybe. we had to have a sponsor, you know, because it's a radio show, right? It's so we came up with Dunbar, and Dunbar owned everything. Everything was brought to you by Dunbar. Everything, and that was my Beatrice. And now yeah. Vought, Vought is the is the Beatrice of the boys. Because yeah, there's they, a funny line about like I think it's Homelander's birthday. It's like you know Vought presents Homelander's birthday celebration, sponsored by. Don Hall's granola bars presented by Vault Bought like yeah it's yeah like, it's, it's just absurd. very yeah. funny stuff. No, I really think what I like about his character more than anything else is is that they they've established uh, sort of like this backstory where he basically grew up not in a test tube but just like in a lab. He's, yeah, so he yeah. so he has no mother. So his relationship to women, um, especially strong but nurturing women is so fucking needy. He's the most powerful being on the planet, and yet he he so grossly drinks the breast milk of wow. of the of Elizabeth Shue, who he lasered her face off. I mean, it's just well, he lasered her face through through. Fine, okay. It's important because I feel like that's an important detail because there's a lot of artistry to the there lasering is. of people. The lasering is good, you know, like that is his laser eyes can do some weird shit. I imagine that the scripts are like it's not just and Homelander lasers the person. It's like and Homelander lasers their face in half and Homelander lasers them to. And they, they explode her. Or like it's very detailed. It, the thing how. is, or it could be the other way around. They say, and Homelander lasers him in the eyes, and then the special effects guys go, "Oh, what the fuck could we do now?" That could be it too. You know, I mean, either way, it's really fun. I love Stormfront. It is a gory fucking. I movie. love Stormfront. It's, it's 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 yeah, it's a great show. The season the season three beginning of Stormfront after oh, she is yeah. Uh, Beaten you know, to death. Sent out to pasture. Yeah, right? yeah. Beaten to death. Girls get it done. <laughs> the, fuck, the fucking hand job scene. <laughs> was so, here's the thing about that show is that it is equal part, and I believe this, equal parts. Hilarious. Yeah. Really dark and intense and sad. Yeah. Absurd. Violent. Grotesque. Uh, Political, politically, like right on point, plugged in, yeah, funny, and just fun, dude. One of my and I, like I said, I just watched season seven, and and I'd for I'll be honest with, I completely that's why. Oh, uh, episode seven of season two, yeah, yeah. But but the thing that I really like about the the writing and about the the focus is. And, and and I'm actually I'm glad that I'm revisiting it because there's a lot of it that you, you you know when you when you penis is exploding and all this shit it's easy to forget how well written the thing is this is what kills me about this show and so the beginning and I like I said I just watched it uh, the beginning of the seventh episode of season two Stormfront and Homelander are kind of going on their white supremacist rant and they're talking about the supervillains coming in from immigration and all this kind of shit. And and really what it is, it's this, it's this fat guy, sort of fat nerd, 
with a beard, you know, and he's listening to it and he keeps watching it. And so you keep seeing him wake up and he gets the news and it's Stormfront saying they're doing this thing. And he goes and he's got to go to work and he goes to the little coffee shop every day or the 7-Eleven and he gets, yeah, yeah, and he gets, and he gets his, whatever he's going to get. And he keeps, and now he starts looking at the obvious store run by an an Asian. Yeah. 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 Young Asian man. And, and he, but all of a sudden he starts looking at the Asian man differently because of all the fucking news he's hearing he hear they keep he's just bombarded with this this message and he starts looking and then he comes in and and pulls a gun on the guy and the guy's like whoa 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 and he's like i saw something you are are you fucking bulletproof and shoots him in the fucking face and it's just like and then when he sees that he killed him he's just you can see his face he's just mortified what the fuck did i just do yeah and it it is it is so it is so yeah topical it's so exactly what goes on today i would argue i I would argue that a lot of mass shootings probably kind of come out that way and whoever wrote that sequence you know what i mean thousand percent it's fucking crazy there there are parts of this show that are are mirroring Mm -hmm. our our reality society i think first season was in 2019 then 2020 then there was like a hold um for the third season for 2021 obviously because of covid and they came out in 2022 i'm late to the game on this but i'm right on time for the for this discussion because i brought it up fuckers uh but there's there are parts of it that are very like you know we're going to be subversive about our commentary in the world and there are parts that are just very like bang you over the head with the obviousness and one of those is this opening of season two where you've got the guy, you know, he's a, he's a, an overweight white guy with a beard who lives in his mom's basement, who loves his mom, who's very sweet, who gets up to work every day, goes to some, you know, nameless visualist fucking job has nothing really going for him except the, the quote unquote Fox news, which is bought. Yeah. And yeah, of course that's that's their commentary. That's the creators, of, you know, because this is a comic book. This is their their commentary on Fox News and Americana Today. The other thing that made me laugh is, and which is super obvious, is it's in season one after the plane crash where Homelander they're standing out on the on the bluff overlooking the cleanup or whatever, and he gives the word for fucking word speech that uh, that George W. Bush gave. Yes. On the pile of shit, yeah, ground zero in after nine eleven. I hear you, we all hear you, and soon enough, the people that did this will hear from all of us. And I just, I watched it. I was like, God, fucking damn They're it! Just like, the, the, is, you know. Well, and it's one of those things, and 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 you know, uh, one of the things that I'm I'm working, I'm writing right now. Variety just came out with a uh, uh, an article about the crisis that Marvel is having. Oh, and, Variety is on board now. With yeah, this. yeah, okay. they're on board. They're on board. And, what do they say? Well, a lot of it is focused on. I mean, you know, is that Jonathan Majors is actually going to trial for domestic violence? Eek. That he has been accused by even more. Oh, the pack, Jonathan people. Majors backup plans. Yeah. yeah, 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 and 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 there's that. Whoopsie. And then the but fact you know what? the there's fact that another, they they go over to another timeline, Marvel. Yeah. Well, they, 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 but see, that's, that's things. They oversaturated, uh, this, the streaming stuff. Disney, Disney pushed them to oversaturate everything. They brought all their cash 
They brought their mortgage. Yeah. They brought their fucking and, car, and, car you know, license. But their, one of the uh, one of the one of the things that I think is it, it, it's the least convincing because if you read the article and then read the comments, you never read the comments. God damn, people are stupid. But one of the things that I I read because I was I read this article because obviously because you, you read the comments. Because I, I did read the comments. And one of the things, well, I just, because like I said, because the thing is, she doesn't, I mean, it's a decent article, but she doesn't really give you any real, like, why is Marvel having such a hard time? There's a lot of different, like, here's this, here's I that, mean, here's this. Saturation is the easy answer. Well, that's, that is kind of the easy answer, but it's also bad VFX. It's also really bad writing. Because there are two things. It's all of it. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, but they're but of course, in the comments is... If you go woke, you go broke. And here's yeah. my price. You know, and the thing yeah. is, sometimes I think that's probably an accurate uh, appraisal of certain situations, but not with Marvel. And the thing is, I grew up reading Marvel. Marvel has always, has always dealt with topical shit going on in the world. Fucking the X-Men are basically about civil rights. You have Charles Xavier and he's Martin Luther King and you have Magneto and he's fucking Malcolm X. It's, I mean, the, there were some very, and, and if you, there, there's a lot of real political topical shit that Marvel has really cut. They had the first gay superhero. They, Peter Parker as Spider-Man has dealt with so many issues in, in teen suicide. I mean, so the idea that Marvel decided to reflect in in its its product uh, the things that are going on in society, and that's why nobody's watching. I, I think is bullshit. I, I mean, I'm just gonna say, I think it's bullshit. Um, I do think. Did you see wait, this? Wait, wait, what? What's bullshit? That that Marvel went woke, so they're going broke. I think that's a bad. Analogy, because Marvel there has are, always been so many, yeah, Marvel has so always many. been socially progressive. Always since the first goddamn comics, they have been socially progressive. Oh, I mean, I, I would I would make a very and we should maybe this is a topic for one of our uh, future eight casts. But you know, and we bring Doctor Keenan on this. But I'd argue that you know Marvel was as. Uh, influential yes at least as influential on civil rights as dr king and malcolm x well I th yeah it, it, well it, and, it's what yeah and all it, you know and all the people all the heroes that we talk about you know because uh, they i mean they put out black panther in what 65 something like 66? that yeah no, no and, you, and the thing is you have to give them a little bit luke of cage was what there was yeah, i mean the x-men jesus luke, christ that was the, the thing is, yeah luke cage was power man and he had a big fucking afro and a giant chain and a yellow shirt that opened okay, that it, was a bit much but they, yeah they, you know so you can't you they, they weren't always there was some dead on exploitation going on yeah they, sure. there were you can't but the, but the thing is they dealt with socially relevant topics in mm -hmm. in in you know as realistic as you can with superheroes and what I think is really interesting is the boys are doing exactly the same thing and this is the thing I think is amazing about the boys I, I have to say you know you hear a lot of people that you know and I I'm I, I'm not I don't go on this one I'm not a big fan of the woke ideology in a lot of ways. But you hear people talk about, oh, you couldn't, you couldn't make Blazing Saddles anymore. You couldn't. The Boys is one of the most offensive, um, aggressive, you know, 
funny, but in a bad way sometimes. I mean, it is a wonderful show. And if, if you say, oh, well, I couldn't get made. It's getting made now. And it's great. It's really fun. And it's smart. And Gen V is a really good reflection of sort of a Generation Z version of The Boys. I just think it's, I just think it's a, a phenomenal show. What it reminds me of, and I'm not sure if you've ever read this since we're talking about comics. Have you ever read The Authority? Mm-mm. See, the, the, there are two, I think, two comics that uh, that actually are precursors to the boys that I think make, I can, you know, I can make a case for. One is obviously Watchmen, because Watchmen yeah. is about is about what what real human beings, if they had superpowers, would be like, and pretty much they'd be fucking monsters, because Alan Moore's entire point with Watchmen was to deconstruct and satirize the fascism behind vigilante justice. I love that. The other one is the authority, and the authority is sort of like a, a superhero team-up. They, This team of superheroes live in a sentient spacecraft that they found, and they look down on humans. You have you you, you have the, uh, the the Superman character who gets his power from the sun, who's as gay as a blade, and he fucks the Batman character, who is the most vicious monster, who has he basically his thing is he's got nanobites in his body and he can see every move, so he can you know right. And you have uh, the shaman who's like the the Doctor Strange, but he's a fucking heroin addict. You know, they're all just so depraved and gross. And they are basically the fascist overlords of the world. If they see something go, if, if, if they were to see Israel and Palestine, they'd just come down and blow all of them up. You know what I mean? I mean, and, that, and that's, yeah. sort of, that's sort of the authority. That's why they're called the authority. But I think the boys really borrows a lot of that from it. And, and I, I, I just think it's one of the most effective, smart incredibly entertaining often disturbing shows uh i think i've ever seen and i can't wait for season four it's very it's it's it is really good i also can't wait for season four and you know going back to the marvel thing i mean it's really like marvel's story up to this point is is a lesson in uh is a lesson in self-regulation. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. I was walking Molly, and for here, I was going to say for, for whatever fucking reason, I was thinking about it. Here's why I was thinking about it. Every time I pick up her poop, you know, I got a plastic bag, pepper poop, and tie it in a knot, and I swing it around and I whip it, and of course, it makes me think of Thor's hammer. So every time I walk the dog and she shits. <laughs> Every time I walk the dog and she shits, I swing the poop, and I think about like, what if I was Thor and I've got a bag of poop, which is my which is my meal near. Yeah, you know, and it flings like you and thing. you fly and you fly yeah. with a with a bag yeah. of shit. That's hysterical. But in my mind, it's not a bag of shit. It's 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 proper meal near. It's but but in reality, know, it's a bag of shit. In reality, it's a bag of shit. Okay, just, just... it's the uh, who's who is the Thor uh, his alter ego in the comics uh, the Doctor with oh the Donald Blake Donald Blake Blake so in Donald yeah. I, I'm I'm then Donald Blake walking a dog with a bag of shit instead of an yeah. umbrella it's a bag of dog shit yeah. <laughs> so so I think I, I think about that and I, 
the other night I got to thinking. Um, the problem with Disney and Marvel is that they have just really spread themselves too thin, which we yeah. talked about a moment ago. Yeah. And that's why the writing is shit because they're bringing in, they're like, we have, we need all these writers. So let's bring in all these people and we're going to give people chances. Like there's so much fucking bullshit out there on the web about, um, you know, the commentary crap. And there's so much out there about the, uh, uh, you know, here's the woman who, who I think she directed the, uh, I can't remember her name right now, but directed the Marvels. She directed one feature film and it, it it was poorly received well, and made dude, no money. Blah blah blah. blah. Dude, it's like, the so Marvels. What? Give people a chance. Well, no, a I chance. like I like giving people a chance. On the other hand, if you look at the Marvels, uh, it has gone through three, as far as I know, three uh, opening dates, and it has gone through almost five months of rewrites and reshoots. And interestingly enough, this director, um, it. It's not even finished. They haven't even finished the movie. They're still in post production. No, are they really? Yeah, they. She Stop. checked. She checked out to do another movie. She's not even finishing the movie. Read it. I just. It's in Variety. It's in that fucking article. She checked out before the fucking movie was done. Jesus Christ. So that's how bad this movie is going to be. I think it's going to be a terrible movie. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. And, and, and I. There's an article in, in the Guardian. Okay, and I I'm or maybe that I just did a search. Yeah. No, no, you're you're right because I, I just I just did a search. And I typed in the Marvels, and the first mm-hmm. pop up was Variety. The same story about the the, the Jonathan Majors is highlighted because I've already clicked on it. Um, but there's a story from the Guardian from Hero to Zero. Is this really Marvel's Endgame? Yeah. All right, so, I mean, they, the thing is, they have gotten into a territory. Of the comics that get very complicated. Yes. One of the the reason that I was that I was attracted to Marvel over DC when I like really got into comics was because it was anchored in reality. Mm-hmm. Even though the X Men had the Phoenix Saga, were going into outer space. But they were like us. They were people. They were people like us. Shit. Yeah, they were people right. like us. It's Peter Parker as Spider Man, who's just yeah. a teenager. He's kind of a nerd. Really, his superpower is he's super smart. But as soon as they get into the multiverse and Doctor Strange, it starts getting fucking weird. I was like, I don't relate to this yet. I like like to read about it. I like to learn about it. I like to think about it. But, like, this is not my thing. I just, I need to be anchored a bit more. Because if if you're going to have fucking superpowers, yeah. Anchor that shit somewhere. Well, and and, and I want to. That I, was that was it for me. This, you this know? is part of part so, of my writing because I've been thinking about this because that's the thing. It's like uh, it's like all right. So where did things go off the rails other than Disney and, and all the TV? Because well, the TV, let me the streaming. Let, oh, let go me ahead. Just finish what I was, was yeah. what I was getting at. So I think what they did is like they had a solid plan in two thousand. But just let's just call it two thousand eight when Iron Man first came out. Two thousand three. Two thousand three. What was 2003? That's when Iron Man came out. Nope. I, I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. No. I, Technically, Hulk, The Incredible Hulk came out, or maybe it was just Hulk, I don't know. Because there were like, Hulk was the thing for a couple of years in the early 2000s, and it was the... Oh, Iron Man came out in 2008. I was wrong. Wow. I know. Look at that. I, 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 hey, but I admit that I'm wrong. I always admit when I'm wrong. No, I appreciate that. But there was when did Hulk come out? Hulk came out like oh seven or oh six, like right before. No, Iron no. Man. Are you talking? Are you talking Hulk or Incredible Hulk? 
whatever's in the can, whichever one is in the canon. I don't remember. So that's which one is that's which. the Incredible Hulk. That's the okay. one with Tim Roth so in it and, and Edward. Hulk Martin. is the Angley. Uh, which not not which part of the is, canon, and it's got uh, Gary Busey as his dad. The thing is, I really yeah. loved. Here's the thing: I really loved Hulk uh, mainly because nobody had ever tried it before, and for yeah. for what it is, it was pretty successful. I I actually of all the Hulks, Eric Bana, Edward Norton, and Mark Ruffalo, I like. I I personally like Bana the best. Mm, okay. You know, and then yeah. and and the thing about it is, the person that should be playing Hulk is the person that was in the Ultimate Avengers, because you know about the Ultimate Avengers, right? That's where they that's where they got all the ideas for the movies. The Ultimate Avengers was a special Avengers like series, and what they did was it was all of a sudden it was the first time. Where the writers and and, and the and the and the illustrators decided that they were going to cast existing actors as the characters. It was the first time we saw Sam L. Jackson as Nick Fury was in this comic. I thought that happened after. No, it happened before because okay. Ma- Matthew McConaughey was Steve Rogers. Oh, God, no. I'm just telling you what they did. That motherfucker is not fucking but, Captain America. But, but he is my, a character. But, but I'm telling you, the no. best the best Bruce Banner, the best Bruce Banner in ever, and, and it was in that, was Steve Buscemi. Because Bruce Banner is a fucking turd. He's a little weenie. He's a tiny little weenie. Yeah. He's a smart weenie. And they, and they had, in, in the Ultimates, it was Steve Buscemi as... Fucking Bruce Banner, which makes perfect sense for him I to then love grow. I to see Steve Buscemi's face buried and, in and dude, talk about Johansson's yeah. breasts. Well, the, the, again, I'm telling you, in, in, in Voltron, yeah, in, yeah. In, in, I hadn't thought about this in connection to the boys, but in uh, in the Ultimate Avengers, uh, Betty Ross starts dating Freddie Prince Jr. And the fucking Hulk, and the fuck, and the fucking Hulk destroys New York and kills eight hundred people trying to kill Freddie Prince Jr. And then they put Bruce Banner on trial because his alter ego murdered people. Wait, is this a movie? Where is no? This this is this is the Ultimate Avengers comic book that ultimately they borrowed some of these ideas and put them in the Avengers. Literally, like they say, like in the comic, it's like. Freddie Prince is Bruce Banner, or they no, just draw Freddie they, Prince as Bruce Banner. No, Steve Buscemi is Bruce Banner. Betty Ross, his Sorry, fucking okay. girlfriend, is dating Freddie Prince Jr. Okay, calm down. Don't get angry. Well, you're just not listening. No, He's, I'm. I'm she, trying to understand. She. Okay. Do you understand I that? Do you understand that Betty Ross was yes, dating under- Freddie Prince Jr. And oh because God. Betty Ross was dating Prince Prince, Steve Buscemi turns into the hey. Hulk and tries to kill hey. Freddie Prince Jr. and destroys the, the... Jesus Christ. All right. Hey, Katie. Pay attention. Now, I'm not Katie. I'm just saying fucking pay attention. I'm speaking clear. I spoke some words. They weren't the exact <laughs> right ones. I was mistaken. Allow me to be imperfect. Let me try to understand this. You know what? So in this comic, they drew... Bruce Banner looked like Steve Buscemi with the eyes yes, and everything. Yes, yes. Okay, I'm, I'm with you now. Thank you. 
How hard is that, you fucking cunt? Dude, all, all right. I can tell you is maybe I'm starting to see things from her angle. I don't get it. I don't that get it. That would be it. nice. Nobody else apparently does. And now, we're sack of the news. In. He won't be freed much longer. Sam <gasps> Bankman-Fried is convicted of fraud in oh FTX god. collapse. Oh my god. Fucking, this fucking <laughs> cocksucker. I'm driving Harry to school this morning. And it, this comes out, because we oftentimes will listen to, we either listen to NPR or music, because I'll ask the kids, the kids. It's just, I've got both of them in the car, but it's, Harry's obviously the only one with an opinion. I mean, Jake might have an opinion, but he can't fucking say it yet. But Harry will say, uh, news or music, and I'll, I will do whatever. So he said news this morning, and I'll ask him, do you think it's good news or bad news? And then he'll say it's good news or, you know. So this morning, it was the news it's like of you guys Sam. Do, it's like you guys do your own little Rorschach in the car. That's awesome. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. That's cool. Um, so the Sam Friedman thing came on, and he goes, Daddy, what is this news? And I'm like, this is... <sighs> this is good news because this bad guy is going to go to jail probably, but it's bad news because I don't think anybody's going to learn anything from it. <laughs> He's smart. God damn, that's prescient, man. Well, that's what I said. Oh, that's what you said. Because he, he asked me, is this good news or bad news? Oh, Harry okay. So me, wait a minute. So, said, so the Hulk is Freddie Prince? No, we're done with the Hulk. We're done with Freddie I know. I'm just, I'm just going back to confused. Well, here's it. So I, I turned the radio and I was like, all right, let me explain this to you. So I'm listening to the story and they're telling it, they're telling it. And Harry goes, Daddy, what's what's the story? And I'm like, hang on a second. Let, let me get the whole thing so I know what's going on so I can tell you what's happening. Cause Daddy, what's the story? Harry, hang on. Wait, 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 wait a second. Wait a second. So they finished the story. And I'm like, okay, look, this dude lied to a bunch of people about their money and he got other people to lie about the money. And he's going to go to jail for a long time, probably for a long time, because of him lying about the money. Which is why, Harry, I don't want you to lie, because lying gets you in trouble. Lesson, full circle, here we go, have a great day at school, make sure to share your crayons, don't let the teachers touch your dick. Uh, I... What, what's fucking crazy about this is, I mean, like, first of all, fuck that guy. He knew what he was doing, and frankly, so did all the other fucking assholes that he was involved with. There was one, I, I can't remember the name of like the, the, the holding company or the, the whatever the fuck. The, Alameda. She was a CEO at 28 years old. Yeah, Al Alameda. Yeah, she was the CEO of Alameda. Now, you can be any age and run a company. I have no problem with that whatsoever. If you're capable and, and, and available and you're smart enough, great. Thing is, this motherfucker, all of them, are like under 30 and their lives are fucked because they got greedy for a fucking quick come and get it fucking hand job that is cryptocurrency. They took advantage of a system and they got fucked. And I, I want so badly for... All these other motherfuckers, these finance cocksuckers to understand the lesson, which they never will. And nope. this is why I 
hate this shit and have no respect for the fucking industry because it is a fucking it is a ruse. It is even in the most honest way, it is all trickery and it is make believe. In the most in the best, most clear fucking Jesus Christ himself in the most pure form doing the stock market, it is still a fucking ruse because it is a manipulation of the market, quote unquote, that doesn't actually exist. It is what we say it is. It's all fucking bullshit. Fuck Sam Friedman. Fuck those other idiots. And fuck all you other fucking assholes with your crypto bullshit. You're all going to get fucked. In? What? How can this chicken Marcella cost as much as my car payment? (laughs) Pandemic emergency is over, but Chicago restaurants are still adding fees to your bill. Hey, that's the Chicago way, you know. That's what we do here in Chicago. <laughs> it's what we do in Chicago. You know, we we fuck our customers. You know, but we we love our friends. Are you a friend? Are you going to vote for the alderman that I want you to vote for? Hey, these fries are on me. Get the fuck out of here. In. They gave up on sex. Now smoking. They're just a generation of twats. In Reason Magazine, you... <sighs> Youth smoking nears zero. Okay. Can you repeat the the intro to that again? In they gave up on sex. That is based on the yeah, yeah, okay. Now smoking, they're just a generation of twats. Nah man, fuck it. Look, we smoke, but we know how bad smoking is. Good for them. Smoking is bad for your health. It's gross. It's disgusting. God, it's delicious, but it's fucking gross. And if you want to be a cool kid who does, you know, who does forbidden shit, you know, murder is always available. In, are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? You must be talking to me. I'm the only one here. Robert De Niro admits to calling assistant fucking spoiled brat in discrimination trial. You know, have you heard about this discrimination trial? I'm not. No, his I'm former not. Exe- his executive assistant of 12 years has accused him of discrimination and sexual harassment and among the list of things that he required her to do that she has listed in in order to get a judgment for 12 million dollars, he made her do housework and he asked her to scratch his back. The idea of, of a personal assistant, is that what she was? She billed herself as she a personal was the, assistant? She was, the, she was his executive assistant. Executive assistant, okay. Yeah, that's what she executive was Executive assistant, to me, is, is I'm going to schedule your meetings, handle your phone calls, do all the bullshit, like be your gatekeeper from a professional point. When you're an actor and your job isn't so, you know, like I have meetings, you know, it's a little different. I don't know. I still think that personal touch, like scratching backs and whatever, that's a little weird. But what what was established up front and agreed to? And what was established up front and not agreed to? And can we just call them Hitler youth already? Your children? No, I don't have children. Louisiana's in God We Trust law tests limits of religion and public schools. All right, give me some more context on this because, first of all, hang on, before you do that, let me just say, 
Oh, Louisiana, you fucking assholes. <laughs> Go on. No, basically, Louisiana, their In God We Trust law requires teachers to uh, put In God We Trust on in their classrooms and explain to them that a belief in God is in league with patriotism. I mean, obviously. That's... And I say obviously from a... Well, I... I I'll, what I was going to say is obviously from a patriotism point of view, that's not okay. But patriotism <laughs> has shifted. As, as, as my wife likes to say uh, often and often during our discussions, words change, meanings change, semantics don't fucking matter. But the. Which is horseshit, but okay. They do I mean, change, she's got, she's but there has to, but there has to, well, there's a point, but there has to be a common agreement. There's a, a common agreement there and has, development. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There has to be a common agreement on what the change is. Well, Otherwise the word means nothing Separation anymore. Separation of church and state has not changed at all. It's you never changed. You cannot. You can't do that. Like, do yeah, I want wrong. them to take in God we trust off our dollar bill? No, I don't fucking care. I don't give a shit. Do I want them to do I? Frankly, I don't even know if Harry's school, if they do the Pledge of Allegiance in school. I don't know. Do I do the Pledge of Allegiance? I haven't pledged allegiance to the flag in years. Decades. Decades. If I find out that Harry is doing that, do I care? I don't give a shit. Like, I've got bigger fucking fights to fight. You know, like, let the kid fucking put his hand on his Whatever. And then I'll have a conversation with him. We'll figure it out later. He's five. Doesn't matter. Uh... I leave it the fuck alone. Just stay the fuck out of it. Calm the fuck down. And Louisiana, can you focus on your healthcare problems, your literacy problems, your mathematics problems, your people? Is, your is, racism is it, problems. Your Come racism on. is 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 Louisiana? Is it Louisiana or is it uh, Louisiana? Louisiana. That which is like that has for years. Ranked the lowest on Mississippi. health and finance, and it's all Mississippi. Like, yeah, you are a broke. Your people are sick and broken and dumb. Fix your shit where it matters. And finally, in well, rich people have way too much motherfucking time on their hands. Oh, I hope so. Give America easier um, to kill them. American individualism lives on after death as consumers choose new ways to put the remains to rest. We are talking about, I'm just going to read, I just want to read the first paragraph. Death may be inevitable and universal, but the ways people deal with it are most certainly are not. Whether doing Tibetan Buddhist sky burials, attending a graveside service dressed in black, or putting one's parents' ashes in the sacred Ganges, <laughs> Basically, this entire article is about people doing, making themselves mummies, uh, what to do with their ashes. It, it, it's like it's like people are are really wearable memorial tokens made from your ashes are big and popular in uh, Britain right now. Um, what else? What else is going on? It's it's just it's just people are. It's like it's not enough that. You're going to die. You have to make sure that you, you are put to rest in a way that is individual and specific to yourself. Mm. I don't care. 
I mean, do you, you know, do your thing. Like, you know, <laughs> we have, so my great, uh, let's think great. My great grandfather and his brothers. So Lewis and Irv and Harry. Irv. Uh, Irvin, yeah. Uh, no, Irvin. I like Irv. Irvin. I like Irvin. Irvine. Yeah. Is it Irving? Or probably. Irving or Irv? Well, it's, it's probably Irvimmel. it's probably Irving because it's Irvine. Very Ir- Irvine it's very is European yeah, Jewish. Irvine's yeah. more of a Scottish thing. So yeah. So, long time ago, Irv, Lou, and Harry bought a plot of land in a cemetery in the south side of Chicago, which is where. The family was living at the time. Hold on, I just I just want to interrupt. And yeah. one one had a cloak of invisibility. Mm-hmm. One had a stone of immortality, mm-hmm. and one had the wand of all things. They were the Deathly Hallows. Sorry, go ahead. Yes, except that technically, because we were in the fur business, one was a. <laughs> one was a full length mink of invisibility. See, there you go. That works. One. The other was a skull of a a fox, and the third was a tibia, like a, a femur. Yeah, sure, of, I get it. Of, 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 yeah, the the femur of a chinchilla. <laughs> I just like that we went into a weird Harry Potter thing. It just when you said when you said the three brothers bought land, I suddenly had this Deathly Hallows thing, and I couldn't I couldn't get away from it. Dude, I'm sorry. I know. My family fucking history is so, like, I love it so much because there is, like, some really solid, like, good people, humanistic, good stuff in there. But it also, like, on the surface, it sounds like a fucking Harry Potter It novel. sounds like a Harry, that's, that's exactly what I was saying. I, I, yeah. And I, like, I, I get it. Like, I'm well aware of how, like, <laughs> oh, a chin, I'm wearing my chin, I'm a fever watch. What's a, a fucking chinchilla fever? I can't. And now, an extraneous quote of the week to ponder as you consider life for stressing suicide. My quote of the week is from Francois Duc de la Rochefoucauld. I can't verify your pronunciation on that, but I'll go with it. It's French. It works. We are much harder on people who betray us in small ways than on people who betray us in great ones. I've spent a lot of time the last many weeks thinking about everything and on a granular level, like... Here's a thing. Let's chunk it down. And I realized, like, this is why I talked to my brother. My brother, Eric, doesn't give one goddamn shit about politics in general. Uh, Let me just set up a comparison. So I cannot name a single player of the Chicago Bulls, Bears, Cubs, Sox, Blackhawks, Wolves, nothing. Eric cannot name a single Illinois or federal senator, congressperson, you know, and that's our difference. 
we can both do the other though, right? So I get really upset about the small shit and the, the daily politics of stuff. Eric doesn't give a fuck. So I'll, I'll come in with some Israel, not that Israel Hamas is small stuff, but I'll come in with Israel Hamas small stuff into our family chat. And Eric's like, yeah, who gives a shit? Remember when, you know, we ate Rice Krispie treats? Blah, blah, blah. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, he doesn't get it. The little things. It takes a little brick to build a big house. <laughs> Let me try that again. Okay, I, I think I think Don. Drunk, I think my drunk, drunk David is 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 uh, is oh, both fuck. both incredibly frustrating and adorable at the same time. Let me let me redo this. Yeah, no, no, I'm keeping all of this in. So you just just keep talking because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. The bricks and the house and you know we are much harder on people who betray us in small ways than people who betray us in great ones. And see, and, and, and the thing is, while I, I understand the quote, I can say that if you're comparing yourself as that you are much harder on people who, in small ways than in great ways, my perspective is that that is exactly the opposite of how I have behaved. So maybe I'm a lot more like Eric, where I, the big stuff is the stuff that counts. The little stuff I don't give a shit about. I mean, oh, I'm gonna. Little stuff is what kills me, though, because yeah, it's the little uh, stuff. It's like uh, with, it annoys with your, with your me. Your wife, it, your parents, your your children, they fuck you, and, or your friends, they fuck you in little ways, and you hold that against them. But the big ones, like the president, the Donald Trump, the your boss, whoever, you're like, well, you know, it's a thing. No, that's but that's not betrayal in but a if, big way. But if a your big kid, if your kid gets at you. Or your wife, or whoever that fuck, or your husband, you know, that fucking hurts. All right, Those I can see that. I can see that. Death by a thousand cuts. I would rather die by a single, you know, whack of that of of the head, just decapitate me, than than someone I love stabbing me for thirty five years straight until I bleed out. Finally, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. It's a good quote. I, I don't know if I. I don't know if I'll have to think about that. Roche Foucault, a French brilliant man who hated everyone. So there you go. There are six things you should do this week. My first thing this week is, again, watch the boys. Like, it is, and, and watch it with like having listened to this podcast and with our feedback and understanding. But I'm sorry for the spoilers, but I'm not. like, there's, there's so much stuff not to spoil. I mean, there's so many the things we didn't spoil. Yeah, there's it's it, again. It, we spoiled it like like Breaking One hundredth. There are so many things to unpack, and it, it is it's to me so one of good. those shows that I will watch again and again and discover new things. So. Watch it's it's a really really great show and uh, yeah, dine your turn. My first thing is a listen. It is uh, Freakonomics, and it's not just one podcast. It's a series. Freakonomics is now doing a series of podcasts called "How to Succeed at mm. Failing." Yeah, 
And it's really good. It's really smart. It's just like multiple stories about people that have just failed fucking miserably at jobs, at marriage, at uh, finance, at life, just really fucked up in major ways and yet learned from those things and somehow moved past it. And and it, it like I said, I've really been enjoying it. So I recommend if you're into it, like just sort of that. And I love Freakonomics. So yeah, Freakonomics, How to Succeed at Failing. Very good stuff. Oh, great, great podcast. Yeah. Uh, my second thing is read The Boys, the comic book. Mm. I haven't. I'm going Garth to. Ellis. You really good. Do it too. Really good. You're a Garth Ellis asshole. Why would you say that? That's who wrote it. Oh, my se- okay. Yeah. My second thing, and sp- speaking of reading, speaking of reading, um, I would like everybody, my second thing is to go online to Amazon.com. First, go to Literate Ape, go to the bookshelf, and buy Hope Idiotic and, and Casino at the End of the World because they're two really good books. Um, they're, they're super entertaining, and they're not too expensive. And what a great Christmas present. I mean, we're, we're starting to think about that. What a great Christmas present. People, stocking stuffers, it's good stuff. It is a great Christmas present. I've, yeah, this fucking book. I had a buddy of mine at work today say, I'm enjoying this great new book. You should check it out. And I was like, oh, ha, 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 ha. He goes, I have so many questions. And I'm like, okay, great. I could probably answer some of them. <laughs> and his response was, they're, Let's have a Scotch questions, quote unquote. And I was like, okay. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I think my fear is not about, you know, where did this character come from or where's who happened or how did this happen? But it's how much of this is true, man. Because, oh, I... Like that's, most first novels, I ran it a little close to the fucking that, way. That's the question. Yeah, that's the question people are going to ask. And, and the answer, uh, just for those of you listening, is 16%. none of it is fucking true. No, none 16, of it is true. No, 16% is true. Figure it out for yourself. That's fair, the answer. Fair. Okay, great. My third thing this week is do something I haven't done in a long time, which is get out and fucking run or work out. I've done a couple workouts. I've had some weird months, a weird... Sorry, let me phrase that. A weird month of heavy, heavy work shit. Personal shit. Like, the whole family's been sick for, like, six weeks. It's just been weird. But, like, yeah. I want you to get out and work out at home. Do fucking 15 push-ups. Go for a mile run. I don't give a shit. If you do it, I will do it. Let's do it together. And that's that. There you go. And my third thing is something that goes right in in tune with uh, what you're talking about. It is a read. It is a read in Los Angeles Times. Stanford scientist, after decades of study, concludes we do not have free will. I'm not going to get into it. You just need to read it. I don't know if I I agree with him, but it's in the LA Times. Um, this is a guy who spent his entire life studying whether or not we have free will. And he has concluded after decades of research that no, most of us, that, that, that really there is no such thing as free will. Who's the, uh, the professor or the college that, um, well, it's a Stanford, Stanford scientist, Robert Sapolsky. He says virtually all human behavior 
is beyond our conscious control. It's a really good. I, you know, wow. Like I said, I don't know if I I've agree. Got, I, I just I just googled it, and I've got an eight and a half minute. Uh, do we have free will, Robert Saplosky yeah. and Andrew Hoberman? Yeah, well, uh, yeah. But read okay. the article and then watch the thing. That's wow. good. That's good. LA Times, great. All right, and that's 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 it. And that's the show. Um, I hope you have a better week this week. And uh, thank you. Yeah, rock and roll. You can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on literateape.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you go to get that delicious podcast experience. If you enjoy the dulcet sounds of two white guys babbling about whatever comes into their stunted brains, leave us a review anywhere that, you know, re- reviews are left. And share it with someone whom which you have a dubious relationship. For information about Literate Ape, Go to literateape.com, of course, and check out the rest of our podcasts and our years of scribbling. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. Yeah.